What does the term cancel culture mean? It has become weaponized. On one side, you'll hear conjured images of a woke mob bent on punishing anyone from deviating from groupthink. Others suggest that the term itself is simply wrong, that it should be called consequence culture, as in the time has come for actions to have consequences. On this program, we have been exploring this issue from a number of different angles, and I'm so very interested in the perspective of my next guest, author and activist Desmond Cole. Welcome to the program, Desmond. What do you think when you hear the term canceled culture? Hey, hey, Alan, thanks for having me. Um, it's very silly. That's what I think about it. It's not to be taken seriously because it is always being applied to a particular group of people. You said something in your intro there about the woke group. Where did that word woke come from? All these words, woke, canceled. These are all terminologies from the black community that have now been taken to be like used against us as being part of a culture. Most interesting part of the idea of cancel culture, I don't, I don't believe it should be called consequence culture either. We don't have to say culture and just say what the thing is. But the, the interesting part of this whole thing to me is that it's a culture that has sprung up that can cancel people. Where did this culture come from? Who created it? How does it have so much power where all these like white men and in institutions who seem to be the one everybody complains are getting canceled? can be taken down by this secret culture that just sprung. How do they get all this power? It's incredible. Why would people listen to them? It's just so interesting that there's this, what is that? What are people trying to say? You take a whole bunch of words from black communities and then start saying the woke crowd and that they're canceling us with their culture. You're just saying black and other oppressed peoples have found a way to fight back and you don't like it. That's what, that's what cancel culture really is. I'm sure you're aware that recently uh, there was the the famous letter that went to Harper's Magazine, um, a, a number of authors on it, J.K. Rowling, David Frum, Noam Chomsky, Margaret Atwood. I just quote one line from it. The free exchange of information and ideas, the lifeblood of a liberal society, is daily becoming more constricted. I'm wondering if you think that freedom of expression has been curtailed in some way because of this trend. Whose freedom of expression? That's the question. Whose freedom of expression is being curtailed? If the president of the United States has his Twitter canceled by a corporation that makes money by creating a product, if they say, we don't want you person, is that person canceled by the mob or did a company make a decision? Like it, it, the language is just... It is applied so freely and so meaninglessly, I guess, that I don't know what people are talking about. What, what, whose speech? Like, let me give some Canadian examples. Don Cherry, okay? Was Don Cherry canceled? Or did his employer make a decision about language that he made and comments and thoughts that he expressed? What's the difference? The difference is that it happened to a white, powerful guy who was used to saying whatever the heck he wants. That's when they say it's cancel culture. But there is a man named Amar Khan who also worked for CBC. And when Don Cherry made his comments, Amar Khan went on Twitter 
and said he disagreed with Don Cherry and that Don Cherry shouldn't be being given a platform to say things that this other CDC employee thought was racist. Omar Khan was fired. So all the people who love to talk about cancel culture didn't get behind Omar Khan, a South Asian man of Pakistani origin who also just had an opinion. He lost his job too. Whereas the people talking about cancel culture when Omar Khan was fired from CBC, they cared about Don Cherry being fired from CBC. So this, this, uh, this so-called, um, you know, restriction of people's rights is, is very interestingly selectively applied. Same thing with Wendy Mesley saying the N word at work. The only word that white people can agree on is a word that they shouldn't say. And she says it at work. And when there are consequences, people say she's canceled. She still works at CBC, how would she cancel? But what people also don't take into account, right, Alan, are the people like Amar Khan and the people who work under Wendy Mesley who speak out about their racism. Those are the people who are actually way more likely to get fired than the person who's being racist. But the cancel culture critics have nothing to say about those individuals. They're very selective in what they want to talk about. I'm speaking with Desmond Cole, activist and author of the book, In the Skin We're In. Um, Desmond, there is also this sort of talk about virtue signaling. That's, that, And I, I understand this whole idea of culture being problematic, that that those that are seeking to bring down the powerful are those that are trying to virtue signal and say, well, I'm, I'm better than you. I'm, I'm, I'm more liberal. I'm more attuned to the times. I wonder if you could comment on that. I'm very interested that white liberal society is having this crisis right now where everyone is judging them. And like, that's their biggest problem in life is that not everyone agrees with them and they're being censored and silenced. And they can go on like world tours talking about how they're silenced and talk to tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people with one tweet and talk about how they're silent. It's, it's just so fascinating to me. Um, when it comes to virtue signaling specifically, uh, no, if I take a moral position on something it's not a game in order to say, let me give you an example, okay? Mm-hmm. When um, coronavirus vaccines came, the federal government said, we're gonna make sure that people in our prisons and jails get vaccinated. And the premier of the province, Doug Ford, made a point of coming out and saying he's outraged that they wanna prioritize these criminals. Well, if you have an outbreak in the jail, the outbreak gets into the community and people die. So, you know, we're not virtue signaling that we think people in prison should get a vaccine. We like, first of all, we think that it's immoral to have this hierarchy where people in prison would be deselected and like deprioritized, that they shouldn't even be in prison in most cases. That prison, moreover, as an institution, like really shouldn't exist. Like, we're not just saying those things to signal something to somebody. I will agree, though, Alan, that sometimes there are people who don't want to actually engage in the hard work of making the world a better place, who are out here just trying to sound like they're with it, sound like they're about it. That is a problem, and that is a thing. I just, look, liberal and right-wing pundits 
who have the loudest microphones in the world and all have in this part of the world for the last 400 years, they can't tell anybody about being silenced or about like, you know, some kind of moral high ground. I just, I think that's what the problem is, is like, this, this has become the conversation to end all conversations in liberal circles. Like, everything becomes about freedom of speech. Jordan Peterson doesn't want to respect people's genders pro, gender pronouns and their dignity as humans, and everything is about free speech. Does the right and the liberal center not have anything else to fight about than free speech when they have the most free speech in the world? Do they not care about any other actual issues of people right now dying from a pandemic, people who are in jail, people who are living in an encampment all across places in Canada, because we don't even have money for housing in Canada. Can they not find something else to talk about except themselves being silenced and criticized? It's pathetic. Desmond, we're, we're going to have to leave it there, but I really do appreciate your perspective and, and uh, sharing some of your time with us today. I'm grateful for the time, and thank you very much, Alan. Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Please be safe. That is Desmond Cole, activist and author of the book, The Skin We Are In.